Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. I have one question. What is your track record? And you're probably thinking, track record of what? (laughs) And so let's first start off, track record as a student. Now for some of you, you may have not been a student for a long time. For some of you, you'll probably be a student this coming fall. What is or was your track record as a student? Were you the student that was really good with his homework, wanting to get all the things needed to be done, done, and studying for those tests? Or would you be the student that wouldn't study, that would not want to do all that work? And so usually the good student has a better track record, right? And the bad student, not so much. What about, what is your track record as a friend? Are you the friend that's always dependable, who people can turn to at any time? That's a good friend with a good track record, right? Or are you the friend that isn't always dependable, that's flaky at times? See, usually good students and good friends have good track records. But bad students and pretty bad friends don't have good track records. And so in our Bible verses for today, we see that God's track record is put to question, but yet his response is powerful. So dear brothers and sisters, let's rejoice in God's perfect track record. Don't become spiritually blind and deaf to his promises, but rather continue to be faithful to him. As we get into our Bible verses for today, God is put on trial. And who is he put on trial by? People and their false idols. They're putting God to uh, questioning him and saying he is unfair. But yet God calls many people to the stand, many people to testify for him. And so let's go into the first part of our verses for today and keep that in mind. We start at verse 8. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the peoples assemble. Which of their gods foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witnesses to prove they were right, so that others may hear and say, it is true. So first, God calls people who are blind and deaf even though they have ears and have eyes, to the stand. See, this is referring to the ancient Israelites back then. They, many times, would turn a blind eye to God's word, and his word would fall on deaf ears. There was times where, for example, God would say, repent and turn to me, and the Israelites wouldn't want to listen. Instead, they would follow these random false idols, Or sometimes they followed kings who would follow these false idols more often than not. And that was especially true in Isaiah's day. So the track record for these Israelites was not perfect. 
even though they were God's people. And God called them first to the stand. The second he calls to the stand are all the nations, all the other nations who gather together. He says, who of them can bring in their witnesses and say, yeah, my false God is true. Let them bring in their witnesses. Which of them told of the former things of the past, these false idols? And yet, they have no response, do they? And so we kind of see that same false God attitude in the world today. And let me explain. What are the false idols that people follow today? There's pride, money, lust, and power. And you can think of many others. But those are examples of many false idols, false gods that people follow today. And see, the people are different today, but the gods have been the same throughout time. See, when people follow lust as their god, they either objectify the same or the opposite sex and then disregard God's blessing of marriage. And as a result, they'll spend their whole life trying to seek pleasure. When people make money their idol, they spend their whole life trying to gather it and looking behind to see that they don't lose that money. And so they disregard that every gift comes from God and God alone. And as a result, they'll spend their whole lives trying to search for that money and try to cure an insatiable hunger for money. When people make power their false idol, they look to be in control and to have influence and authority over others. And so they disregard that the true power comes from God. And so they'll spend their whole lives trying to seek to be in control. Lastly, when people make pride their idol, they make themselves the idol, don't they? They try to find the me-first attitude and try to appease that person inside them, that number one, right? And so these are examples of false idols that people follow today. And those false idols don't do anything for them spiritually. They always let people down. They have a far from perfect track record. It's terrible. It is. And so, the attitude behind it is that they don't want to listen to what God says. Maybe they turn a blind eye to what He wants. Or it's not what they, the people who follow these false idols, want. So think of it like this. Imagine a courtroom. God is the defendant. And the people and their false idols are these prosecuting attorneys. They're the ones who are pointing fingers of blame to God saying, what do you mean I can't love whoever I want? What do you mean life isn't about trying to find as much money as I can? What do you mean life isn't about having power and being in control? And what do you mean life isn't about myself? These are the attitudes of the people who follow false idols, don't they? Aren't they? And it does nothing for them. For us here today, we know of God's track record, but we also know of ours as well, don't we? How many times have we turned a blind eye to God's Word? How many times has God's Word fallen on deaf ears? How many times have we 
let sin creep into our lives? How many times have we just welcomed sin with open arms? Dear brothers and sisters, it's because of sin. It's because we have the track record of sin that our spiritual track record is far from perfect. And so I want you to think of it like this. Think of a courtroom again. But God is the judge this time. He is fair and just. And we are the defendants. And Satan is the prosecuting attorney. And so Satan brings up a list. A list of all the sins that we have committed. And he asks you and me, you committed this sin on April 24th, 2017, did you not? You can't help but agree because the evidence is there. He asks, did you commit this sin on May 21st, 2020? You can't help but say, yeah. And so as this list of, of sins that we have done is growing and growing, the evidence is insurmountable, isn't it? The evidence against us is sad of how much sin we have committed. And what God should have done was to bang his gavel on the ground and say, guilty, guilty, guilty. And so, he should have sent us spiritual condemnation. And while that's scary and something to lose sleep about, no another thing is true, and someone came to our defense. We know of Jesus' perfect track record, dear brothers and sisters. We know that God sent his son into this world to live and to die for you and for me. We know of Christ's track record, don't we? He lived his life without following all these false idols. He always turned to his God. He never followed these false idols. He thought of his Savior, or he thought of his God, his Father, and he thought of others before himself. He had the perfect track record. He lived and died and rose for you and for me. So I want to let you know that today. Your sins, they are forgiven. There's nothing more you need to do. Your salvation is won. The victory is ours. So live your life with God's track record in mind. And he, pro he tells a lot of things about himself in our verses for today things that we can be proud of and things that we can rejoice in. So keep that in mind as we go through the next part of our verses for today. He says this, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my sermon, a servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no Savior. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I, and not some foreign God among you, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? So we see God's track record, right? We see what He is like. We know that he created a perfect world. We know that world fell into sin, but yet he revealed his plan of salvation. He proclaimed that plan of salvation to his people. And he saved. He delivered on that 
That's why he says, I, even I am the Lord. Apart from me, there is no Savior. You think of in Christ alone, right? You think of, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's Jesus' words. He is the only way and the truth and the life. He is the only way to salvation. And God tells many other things about himself as well. For example, he says, Before me no God was formed, and after me there will be no other God. He is the only one. He is the only one who is in charge. There will be no other gods that will be in the way. He is the only one who is powerful, who is majestic. He also says, you are my witnesses. He said that to the people back then who have witnessed all these amazing things that God had done. And we have seen what God has done in this world today. How many people have come to faith, which is a miracle, which is amazing. We know of God's track record, dear brothers and sisters. He also says, yes, and from ancient days, I am he. No one can deliver out of my hands. When I act, who can reverse it? Who can tell God, no, you can't do that? <laughs> no one can. He is the only one who is in charge, who is above all things. This is our God. And the list, we can talk about it all day if we, if we had time. <laughs> but our God is an amazing God who has perfect track record thought about you and me that had each one of us in mind. That's why he sent his son, dear brothers and sisters. So keep God's track record in mind and how he will continue to love and cherish you all the days of your life. And so an example of this was Isaiah in our Bible verses for today. And Isaiah lived in a time when the spiritual track record of the people around him was terrible. For example, there was a king, and his name was King Manasseh. And the thing about King Manasseh was that he followed all these other gods and not the one true God. And tradition has it that he killed Isaiah by sawing him in half. But yet, Isaiah did not forget God's track record. He kept that in his heart and continued to do so until the day he died. And, as Scripture tells us more, Manasseh was carried off into exile. And, as a result, he humbled himself before God. And what God did was deliver him. And so Manasseh eventually turned to God. And he spent his whole life trying to undo what he had done in the past. And so both Manasseh and Isaiah kept God's perfect track record in mind of how he would send a Savior and die for them and rise again. And so, dear brothers and sisters, just as Isaiah and Manasseh had that track record of God in their minds, we can as well. And we can think of things going forward with God's track record. For example, know that his goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. That Jesus continues to love you and God continues to love you all the days of your life. That's a perfect track record. Know that also, as we speak, he is making a home for us 
a home with your name, my name, on it. That's God's perfect track record. And know that he will never forsake you. He will never leave you. That's God's track record. How he will continue to love you until the day you die. Until the day he takes you home to heaven. Till the race is won. Till it cross the finish line. So dear brothers and sisters, take that to heart. Rejoice in God's perfect track record. And continue to be faithful to him. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.